City Jerks, what's up? We're here. We're are we queer? Yeah, I'm claiming bisexuality nice. from now on because okay. as uh, every Seattle female comic claims it, uh, you don't have to act on it, prove it, do anything with it. You just claim it. Right. And, and you're queer. And be in a heterosexual relationship. And guess what? I sucked a dick once. I took a dick in my butt once. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't for me. But I know for nope. sure. Uh, but I know for sure. Uh, Cra- Craig is always trying to like gotcha me into being like oh how much money would it take for you to suck a dick and i'm like zero dollars man i would never i guess zero dollars is not right no amount of money you would you would 1000 percent suck a dick for a million dollars would not do it okay i mean i'll have that million dollars but i'll have the taste of that dick in my mouth for the rest of my life so it's just kind of rubbery. It's not that bad. For a million dollars, I would suck a dick for a hundred thousand. Rubber your glue. I would suck a dick for a lot less, actually. But yeah. uh, to completion. Sure, I'd be if I'd charge more for blowing in the mouth, though. Like I don't. That's how You're I, a lady. That's how I know I'm not gay. I don't want to kiss dudes, and I don't want to eat cum. The idea is like really gross me out. But what about your own cum? Nah, but nah. Su- but sucking a dick, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Is your own cum more or less gross than another dude's cum? Fifty percent less gross. Percent less gross. Yeah. Diet cum. Fifty percent less gross. <laughs> that may, maybe that's not a bad tag to that. Fifty percent less gross. Fifty percent less gross than. Technically, it's not a lot. Technically, it's not alive. Yeah. Uh, have we talked about? So you've got like a, a good old meat and potatoes vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of? Uh, I think it's called vasal gel. I have. It's like the injectable yeah. vasectomy, basically. I have heard yeah, about it. They, in, they inject this like polymer into your vas deferens, and it creates like a ring of death. It's like an obstacle course of the doom. Tube. And the sperm goes through it, and as they go through it, they get shredded. Shredded. Yeah, I have heard about that. I think it's not as reliable because hmm. you could have some real gladiator champion come yeah. and like a couple might get through. I mean, it's real popular in India and they have got a lot of people there. So yeah, maybe it doesn't work. Uh, but I think it's removable, right? Like yeah, they can yeah. go back and suck it out or something. Well, no. So they inject the polymer in and it sets and then you're, you're pretty much it's permanent. Right. But then they can inject another thing and that kind of like rinses. Right. Gargles it out of your vas deferens. You piss it out probably. Right. You shouldn't come that first come or they probably, into yeah, a woman. Yeah, they probably make you come it out. Yeah. And it just like shoots like a plastic load out. I wonder if that's how Spider-Man comes. It's <laughs> like comes web fluid. Gross. Uh, I have heard of it. Uh, I'm fine with the one I got. Yeah. I mean, you can't really. No takey backsies. Well, up to, actually, you can take it back a little bit after 10 years but like after 10 years it becomes way less reliable but you can i mean it's just it's not as easy as closing it off but it's just you know yeah cutting cutting recutting it and just sticking the tubes together well because there's you're still making the cum in there it just can't get out correct yeah what if you like had a different kind of like tube coming out from your body where just pure cum came out of? So, so you know how a flamethrower works? How, like, there's the little fire up front and then it shoots the gas yeah, through yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. What if you had a little tube that went from 
I don't know, your jizz reservoir uh-huh. up to the front of your tip. <laughs> like a flamethrower, like that's a little flame, and then you're. Oh, seat- you mean like a soda fountain where like it's mostly white, but then every once in a while you'll see like the cola yeah, yeah, come yeah. in to keep the ratio exactly. right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if you're like, no, I still don't want children. I still don't want children. Still don't want children. I think there's another one where they put like a switch. In your gooch, like they surgically implant like an on-off switch. Okay. In your, in, like, I thought your, you were talking about like a Nintendo Switch. No, like a like a very simple toggle switch. Yeah, yeah. Like inside your taint, basically, and you like goose yourself in your taint and yeah. you feel it click. And you're like, all right, now I'm shooting ready for battle. Now mode. I'm shooting hot loads, and then you're like, all right, done banging my wife. I'm gonna go bang this hooker, and then you like click it back and you're like safety mode safety's on right you use the live ammo with the hooker yeah and you don't want to you don't want to knock up your wife no because that's the kid you got to take care of you don't have to take care of the hooker's kid no it could be anybody's kid it's just that kid's for the streets it's the wildling man uh never slept with a prostitute have you ever wanted to no yeah me neither it there is zero appeal to me well no because it's like it's the woman actually wanting you that's yes hot that's what i try and tell yeah. craig robinson all the time yeah no that's not Craig. Rob- he's the actor from the office yeah. right that's what i try and tell craig let's just leave it yeah, at, craig. Leave it at yeah. that uh no, he seems i was gonna say he seems happy but he doesn't seem happy we'll see he's gonna ride with me at work tomorrow oh that's right and see what checking or killing rats is like. If he likes it too much, <laughs> he he might have the temperament for it. Goes mad with power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that guy? Yeah. Oh my gosh! So I'm at I'm at Jack's open mic at the Southgate Roller Rink last Monday, having a good time, and uh, standing outside talking to this guy, new guy, random guy, never met him before. Also a guy with long hair, so we kind of have the long that hair in bond. common. And he went to a religious school. He was raised like militant Christian. So, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't raised that militant, but we were both kind of raised in religion. Mm-hmm. And we're talking. We're having a good time. And every time I say something that makes him laugh or like there's a high point in the conversation, he hits me. Mm. He like Hard? Back- Right on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can feel it, but it's not, like, hard. And he's just kind of, like, backhand slapping me in the chest. Like, oh, hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'll say that. Make mine a double. You know, just kind of goofing. But it's over and over again. Like, every, like, minute and a half, he's just giving it to me. And I'm like, okay, that's that's enough, guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, I think that when people, you know, you, you've had you've met guys like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type. It's a stupid male trait. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's like a weird kind of like dominance flex. Do you think they're aware of it? Do you think it's a plan? Do you think or do you think it's just like their dad did it and so they do it? Or some dominant man in their life did it? And not- I, I think it can kind of go one of two ways. Like either it is like a dominance flex where it's like, hey, I'm going to do this. And you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, you know, like he's hitting me and if I'm like, hey, stop doing that, please, then I'm the bitch. Because it's like, oh, that bothers you. I'm just having fun. 
You know, he has plausible deniability because he's just goofing around. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's conscious, maybe it's subconscious, but I believe that it's some sort of like thing where he's trying to exercise social power. Dante Barnett does shit like that all the time. Sure. Just like big time in you. Oh, yeah. Big man in you. And it's like, bro, fuck off. You know, this isn't a conversation. Shots fired. Yeah, shots fired. Um, but then the other option is that he's just like a golden retriever. It, yeah. Or like a big dog, and he's just like, we're friends. We're having fun. Right. And Just roughhousing. Yeah, just roughhousing. Uh, Maybe he's gay, and he's like trying to, you know, like... I, I think he's bi. Okay. Because I made some joke about like getting a big inheritance. Maybe that's like, you know how like women will like touch your arm if they want to bang you. Mm. And like maybe that's what he's doing is he's like, he's like, you like me touching you? How you like that? Yeah. I can spank your bottom if you want. You want me to be your daddy dom? Yeah. No, never. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've met guys like that and I always, there is a distinction. Some of them are definitely trying to like dominate you yeah and some of them are just dumb idiot goofballs yeah yeah and the dumb idiot goofball bothers me way less oh sure yeah they're yeah. harmless yeah you know the uh the dominator is gonna have way like worse personality traits yeah on the way how do you deal with dominators do you do you compete or do you remove yourself i tend to go remove myself just of avoiding them and like just not having a relationship with them. Well, that's, yeah, that's what uh, I mean. That that's ideal. Yeah, but there are times where like you can't get away. Sometimes, yeah, you know. And if you're in like a social situation where uh, you have to go to a place where they're at all the time, like school mm. or uh, comedy or like a job, you know, it's like, what do you do? You know, sometimes you can go to HR if the thing is, like, grievous enough. Uh, but kind of like what I was saying a second ago, like, if you ask them to stop. You've lost. You've lost, exactly. Yeah. Then you've been like, you're dominant over me, and I would like you to stop this thing that you're Please doing. Please stop, yeah. Mr. Big Bully Guy. Right, right. So I, I think there's got to be a way where you, like, kind of one-up their aggression in a way where you kind of take the control back. And like, I don't know what that is. That that's like a case by case thing, but then you run the danger of like an arms race. Right. Where like, uh, you know, if they're slapping you and you clap them a little bit harder, yeah, then you're just moving towards a fist fight. Right. And maybe that's what that guy wants. Yeah. You know, he, he wasn't a small guy, right? But he was on rollerblades. He, he, Almost ate shit about a dozen times just trying to stand on those rollerblades, and one time did fall like flat on his ass. Hmm. You know what else he did that was really bizarre? Uh, he had a like a nicotine vape. He had an Elf Bar, mm -hmm. and he had like a dab vape. Okay, and he'd stick both of them in his mouth and just like double fist. I've been seeing vapes. double vaping as a trend lately. That's like that's like a vape spliff. Yeah, that's a vape spliff. Vape spliff. That's and exactly I was like, what that is. I was like, oh, do you want to smoke some weed or some tobacco? And it's like, ugh. Yeah, I would never put that in my mouth. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's a it's a real natural alternative, man. 
Yeah, that is a vape spliff. Uh, there's a, that other guy, Luke Valentine, yeah. or whatever his name is. Uh, he's got multiple. Uh, sure. I've, I think he tapes them together. I think he's got like three or four like elf bars taped together. I don't. I'm, Are you not talking about Jakey T? I, I think I'm talking about both of them. Now, okay, that, now okay. that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because Jakey T would take like three, I think, Nick, I think THC vapes. No, I think like, I thought they were. I thought that those were nic- nicotine. I no, thought, those those looked like uh, Pax cartridges oh. that he would like tape together and like just fucking toot them all night. Yeah, and then he was fucking drinking like double shots of tequila and Red Bulls. Like, yeah, like six. He'd take down like yeah four <laughs> or five, and he was already drunk when he came in, and it's like, bro, and you then, are yeah, then hitting like three vapes at the same time. He and he was. Thing I loved about JKT, he was always shiny. He's always shiny. That guy is sweaty all the time. Well, he's got a he's got a got a detox spot. He's like, we got to get some of this alcohol out of our system. Shout out to JKT. I haven't seen him. I saw him. I've seen him. I saw him at uh, last Wednesday at the Hereafter. Ah, at the uh, Taylor show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he wasn't on the show, so I don't know what was going on. I just saw him in the lobby. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this other guy, Luke or whatever, uh, I think his tapes three or four together of the nicotine, and then he just like puts the them all. vape tape. He puts them all in his mouth and just hits like three flavors at once, and he's like, oh, yeah. It's like a suicide. That's like when you take the the cup at the soda Yeah, that's the evolved. Like, that's every... where those kids are now. Yeah. I've been doing this joke. I think... It's a little, maybe a little too real and bums people out, which is kind of my favorite, but I also want laughs. Sure. And I thought this would genuinely get more of a laugh. Okay. But the first part gets a laugh and then it gets progressively less funny, which is less, is not ideal. What's the joke? So it's like, I get on stage and I'm like, hey, what's up? Nice to see all of you again. Uh, If you don't remember me, I'm the kid from middle school that never had papers in a folder they were just stuffed loose in my bag and people are like ha ha and then i say i'm the guy that uh drew dragons and ninjas all over my tests that doesn't get much and then i yeah, say I that funny yeah and then uh i say i'm the guy that when the teacher assigned us assigned me to you for a group project you were like oh no <laughs> uh and then they're just like oh what if Instead, when they assigned you to the group project, you know you're doing the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Even though I was the one who did it all, but yeah, uh, I was always yeah, I was always the guy that. Yeah, because that's that just kind of gets sadder. Yeah. Also, you know, what I thought I've, it'd be funny. That's funny to me. Uh, it's it's sometimes it's fine to just let one-liners be one-liners. Oh, not you know, the rule. You, not the rule of three. Just the folder thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, if there is more, that's great because we're all after those minutes. We want those minis, baby. True. But uh, yeah, you know, if if something is just like one funny sentence that is consistently funny, yeah, you just say it like that, and maybe riff off it a little bit. Yeah, I'll try that out. Yeah, see how it goes. That's cool. 
Um, what about that parallel parking bit you were talking about? Mm. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, parallel parking is when you uh, park your car on the side of the road by kind of backing it in and straightening out. Right. And then backing in it again and straightening it out because you missed the first time. <laughs> and then backing it again and uh, bumping into the car behind you. That's essentially how it goes. And Seattle, where this podcast is based out of, uh, I drive 40 plus hours a week. And so I'm well versed in Seattle driving and it's some of the worst. It is some of the most God awful driving. Uh, and people do not know how to parallel park here at all. It's like a skill that seems to have just eluded, uh, 30% 30% of the drivers. Well, because a lot of people that move here move from a place that has parking lots. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, like people aren't moving here like from other big cities where that, parallel parking was a necessity. Perhaps, yeah. They're moving here from like Redmond. Right. So the joke, I think it's got to rewrite the whole thing, but the joke as it is now is like... uh I, I Eddie Pepitone it up a lot, but I'm like, I don't know how to fix anything. I can't fix drywall. I can't fix plumbing. I can't fix marriages. Uh, I don't really know how to grow, or I, I'm not really capable of growing a beard. I don't really like sports. I don't feel like a man most of the time. I feel like a strange alien having a strange alien with a penis having an existential crisis. That gets kind of a laugh sometimes. Uh, But something that does make me feel like a man is that I'm great at parallel parking. I am easily the best parallel parker in this room. I can out parallel park anyone here. My spatial awareness is bar none. Uh, This is how good at parallel parking I am. I don't even turn the music down when I do it. I can just slide in there. I get it. I got it. And so sometimes when I'm out and about and I'm walking around, I see somebody parallel park and I will stop what I'm doing and observe them. I'll watch them. And if they're doing a good job, I'll give them a little golf clap, a little thumbs up. Like real recognizes real. I like seeing people work the craft. But if they're doing bad, I'll openly mock them. And this is and then Adam told me to like tag the openly mock part. Okay. And it has not really been working. Oh, tag tag it with like you mocking someone. Right, like giving the example of yeah. what I would say, which is yeah, yeah. uh what I say is uh it's like dude, like I'm kinda yelling more. I'm not gonna yell right now, but it's like, dude, uh did you have you ever heard of algebra? Did you even take ge- uh, geometry? Your hypotenuse is all fucked up. You're never going to get in there. Yeah. And which I think hypotenuse is a pretty funny word, but uh, that part. I don't think it would make it funnier, but if you said trigonometry, that would be the more. That's the funnier word. Well, that that's the more relevant mathematical art, which is calculating area by triangle. Okay. Okay, your trigonometry. Oh, I'll use that one. I did. I, I mean, did, you could I, even say geometry. I did. I do say geometry. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and hypotenuse, uh, I think, is the correct term. Uh, also, maybe if you call the person a hypotenuse. <laughs> yeah. See, that made you laugh. Yeah. 
How would you do it? Just like, dude, what are you, some fucking hypotenuse? <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I'd dumb it down. Like, think about the way that like someone from Boston would do it. That is the how yeah. that's kind, yeah. You're like, hmm, you call that a park job? You fucking queer? <laughs> you fucking hypotenuse? Yeah, <laughs> call that a park job? You fucking hypotenuse? <laughs> you never even heard of a right triangle. Yeah. Okay, I'll try out I'll try it out that way, and then I go into maybe, like maybe invoke Pythagoras. <laughs> you ever even heard of Pythagoras' theorem? You fucking hypotenuse. You're real gumada. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, and then I take it to class warfare as I'm wont to do. Sure, you love that. And um, trying to subvert people into tearing the city apart. Uh, I say, like, I especially like seeing people fail the parallel parking if they're driving a luxury car like a Tesla or a Mercedes or something. And when they can't get in there, I'll jump in. And it's it's not illegal to give people bad advice. So I'll jump in and start like waving them back. Like, come on, come on. You got about three feet here. Cut it hard right. Cut it hard right. And in my head, and I act this out, and in my head that's pretty funny, but it – that part doesn't really do much. So you, you lose them on class warfare. Yeah. And you have that other joke that's pretty much the same thing where you talk about uh, you won't let people merge yeah. if they're in a nice car. Yeah. So telling both of those jokes in one set, it's kind of like... Well, I, I don't really do that. You bang the same drum. Yeah. Um, I don't really I, do I, the I other th- one. I think what you nailed it on and what's funny is uh it's not illegal to give people bad advice right that yeah that's a funny premise yeah and like you know if you want to keep the class warfare thing you can just say it's like oh a person in a tesla Mm. because that has so many kind of like implicit meanings to it that you can just say that and everyone kind of fills in the blanks about what kind of person has a tesla and then you know you like back them into a car or a trash can or something well the, i with the, it it transitions to i convince or i get someone who is failing to parallel park to back into a honda civic yeah and i'm filming the whole thing sure and claiming that this guy's trying to do a hit and run mm-hmm. and then uh i'm gonna get that honda civic paid because that is what a man would do i'm like a dirtbag robin hood and dirtbag mm-hmm. robin hood gets a laugh so that there's like something to work on there but is the laugh that dirtbag robin hood gets worth getting there well, I mean, just the concept of dirtbag Robin Hood could be sure. a whole different joke, but that that gets a laugh. I don't know. I, I think you maybe like backing them into a thing, Honda Civic, yeah, anything, uh, and then like a, a ensuing confrontation could be a place to go. Like what? what you, um, like they get out? Like you're like back it up, back it up, back it up, and like cronk, and then they hit some, you know, Honda Civic, and then they're like, dude, what the fuck? And then I don't know, 
maybe they like try to fight you and you shit yourself or something. Huh. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh I just think that 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 the the thing that's funny to me there is uh that it's not illegal to give bad advice. Okay. Yeah, and like Ma- yeah, ma- maybe I just have to build a whole other joke yeah. around that. Make make it more about like the bad advice and like how you're vindicated or like you know, you're what are they called? Good Samaritan laws? Yeah. Yeah, where it's like if you start helping someone, you're you're on the hook. Right. You know, you're not on the hook for like them backing into something. And Do you think like, that's a whole other joke or keep it tied to parallel parking? Because I still think there's something to the parallel parking one. Oh, well, no, I, I think you could keep that tied to the parallel parking. Or maybe maybe something where, like, they have to decide between trusting you and trusting their dashboard backup camera in real time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I got to rewrite that one. But these yeah, are you know, I mean, there's, all good points. There's stuff to try. There's point. There's parts working. Well, that's be- it's better than most jokes. Yeah. There's parts working. I told this joke at your mic, and it went really well. I, mm-hmm. like, I like, broke a slump with a new joke about... Okay. Uh, and at my mic, that's a real feat. Yeah, right? Well, see, and I figured out it was a joke about being gay. Okay. And it was funny to, like, the comics, and it was funny to this table of, like, five older gay men. That's... Yeah. Yeah, and... Isn't it funny that I run the most feminine... F- and like queer gay mic like i have the gayest mic in seattle i would say so yeah 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 a lot of gays a lot of black people yeah mic also way yeah. more black people than like anyone of uh, the other ones. anywhere other than like nate's yeah yeah uh, in, seattle. in seattle in seattle i have the gayest blackest uh most female attended mic wow what an ally i know <laughs> No, but the the joke is uh, that conversation that me and you and Paul Curry were having where you're like, oh, you're the straightest guy that I know. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't suck a dick for a million dollars. Wouldn't suck a dick for a million dollars. Didn't want to eat a banana because it looks too gay. Right. And ended up, you know, basically cunnilingusing it out of my elbow. Yeah. And then the meat of the joke is that uh, I would go gay for the jokes if it was a choice. Because everyone wants to hear what gay guys have to say. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, straight women love gay guys. Uh, you know, a gay guy gets on stage and the other queers are like, oh, a gay comic, how gay. <laughs> yeah, people do love that part. Yeah, that part was funny. Uh, and then the part that's funny to me that didn't translate is that, like, straight dudes, we love acting gay. Like, it's hilarious to us to, like, grab ass and, like, locker room shenanigans and games like gay chicken. That's where I get lost, is that, like, I don't. Like, I don't, like, that's not relevant to me. But I'm like, and also, I've never seen you do that either. Yeah. But. You know, there's there's not. There's not really a culture of like big dumb idiot dudes in Seattle. Mm. Like you know, you would you would grow up with guys, and eighty percent of those guys were just like big dumb idiots who were never going to leave the county that they grew up in. And those guys, you know, they were 
a weird combination of like super duper like actually homophobic but right. love to like grab their friend's dick. So yeah, like I, I grew up with a lot of guys like that and playing like high school sports. So there was a ton of like, you know, uh, gay chicken and homoerotic hijinks. But yeah, you know, kind of same thing. People move here to kind of get away. It's the 20% of people, I guess probably more than 20% of people, but the people that don't want to do that mm-hmm. anymore. And then they come and live here and make complaints to HR when someone tries to goose their gander a little bit. But, yeah, no, I tried that joke like three or four more times, and it was just, I asked a gay comic to, like, watch it on okay. Wednesday and be like, hey, is this okay? And he's like, yes, it's fine. It's just not funny. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's it's, way wor- that's way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Especially coming from him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's fine. Uh, I don't know. I think there's something there. I, I think there's some decent punchlines there that I'll probably be able to like cut out and graft onto other bits that I write in the future. So, but no, I wrote this other book, uh, this other, not a book, I wrote this other joke about like Disney adults. Oh, yeah. And how it's a cult and like, I'm way less invested in that joke, but people are loving it. So. The phenomenon of Disney adults is felt. It's real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, I, I, I noticed this probably like eight or nine years ago, Disney adults. Sure. Before it was like so openly talked about. So, so like it, it's a religion. It's a religion. Like way more than people grew up in the church. People grew up like watching Disney movies all the time. Right. And now like, they don't have children and they have disposable incomes. Or even if they do have children, yeah. they pass it along because a lot of those movies are, are really timeless. Right. And Disney is still making movies. And, and, and little kids love watching like a movie with like bright colors sure. and songs. Yeah. Like, I mean, those classic Disney are good. Yeah. And like, we don't have God anymore. No. God is dead. You yeah. Know, we, we, we killed God, but like... All of those Disney movies do make a pretty coherent religious cosmogony to structure the world around. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that, that the good guy you a wins. whole system of like morality and yeah. understanding of the world. So yeah, it makes sense. My, my mom's whole family is from California, so I grew up hard with Disney. I mean, I grew up pretty hard in Disney, too. Yeah, everyone did. Yeah. Yeah. But... But I just didn't make it my personality. Yeah. All of that old Robin Hood, yeah, boy, that good. that was part of my personality. Ma- made Mary, and she could fucking get it. Yeah. That that started furries. Oh, for sure it oh, did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always liked the vultures. They were always my favorite. They're supposed to be the Beatles, right? Oh, I think No, that right. was in Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. were supposed to be the Beatles in the... yeah. In Robin Hood, they were like the thugs, right? They yeah. were like the castle guards. They had crossbows and cool helmets. And yeah, that's pretty I, funny. I was like, those are pretty cool. Man, that archery contest scene, that was great. The whole movie, fantastic. Dress is like a stork. Yeah. Yeah. The whole movie, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, great songs, too. Great songs. Yeah, great songs. Uh, let's see. But yeah, Disney adults. So that Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. It was dope as shit. Mel sure. Brooks film. Yeah. Uh, 
And then wasn't wasn't there like a Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie that came out in the nineties that yeah, was really it was like right before like Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah, it was like yeah. you know right before the Mel Brooks one. And then Jack Slattery Dirtbag Robin Hood. Yeah, or whatever you said, Dirtbag Robin Hood. Yeah, there's a premise there. Yeah, there's a premise everywhere. Mm. What was that show you did last night? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. Uh, it was. You sent me a picture of it, and the room looked like it was a maybe barn. a twenty-five percent full PTA dinner. Yeah, that's about right. There's actually like thirty-five people in the audience. Okay, which isn't bad. I'll take those numbers. Right, but it was the problem was is as my complaint with the majority of you know open mics, whatever, but a booked show, you know, or. I have this complaint with TCC too. If that, you got to pack the people in. You got to pack, pack the people together. in. You got to push. Yeah. Like you can't let them sit where they want because they're going to sit far back and not together. It's going to be a yeah. diffusion of people, and you got to pack people together. No, you, I I trained a guy. I trained Zach Fisher. Yeah. Uh, on the desk or on the on the yeah. front door last night and i was like yo for late show you've got to insist yeah. that people sit up front you got right. to pack them around like a campfire right otherwise that's going to be a way rougher show than it was already going to be a hundred percent and these are things people i don't know just don't think about or something but so the problem for, for a lot of people their biggest fear in the world is having a comedian talk to them from a stage right yeah that is like sharks comedians <laughs> yeah and then shark comedians. Oh God, they're hacks. Yeah, uh, they can't hold a candle to the clownfish. Uh, so yeah, it was. I mean, it was a fine show. There was. It was fun. It was fine. It was. Uh, but it was like we were fighting against the. We were fighting against the beast itself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so. Comedy performing comedy is largely a magic trick, and as we said, you got to pack people together because it condenses the energy, and then you need a low ceiling because then it packs the laughs in there too, and just like box people in and makes them a kill box. Yeah, and make them slightly uncomfortable, like, and because they're closed in, and so the laughs are bigger. And so this was basically like an exhibition hall in the Thurston County fairgrounds and it's like 30 foot ceilings. Jack Slattery prize pig. Yeah. There's like 30 foot ceilings, uh, and like 35 people there in this huge barn. And so you're just fighting against everything. And, but it was fine. Uh, a lot of people had good sets, uh, but the way the voting worked and I kind of liked it voting. Yeah. It was a contest. Oh, a contest. It was a contest. Uh, I did not win because, uh, as with every contest, it's how many friends did you bring? Okay, I brought one, and uh, so she didn't even vote for you. <laughs> no, she did. Ah, okay, okay, she did. Uh, you stuffed her ballot box later <laughs> for sure, and so did uh, two or maybe three other people. I don't know who those people are, but they voted for ah, me. Okay, okay. Uh, so you got to see the results. Yeah, well, so there's like a QR code. Oh, yeah, I've seen that system before. There's a QR code on all the tables, and people go there, and it goes to like a very simple, you know, voting thing. Mm-hmm. And 
you could see the results in real time. And so Mr. Dane Drumhiller won. Funny guy. He got like 10 votes. He had a good set. He I had, bet he didn't bring anyone either. No, he brought a bunch of people. Oh, well, fuck him then. Yeah, no, he actually... I take back every nice thing I said he, about you, Dane. He actually brought like seven people. Yeah. And we got like 10 votes. Uh, he won. Uh, Jody Carroll came in second. Uh, she got. She had a great set. Yeah. Uh, and she uh, brought some people. And Jeremiah Hughes came in third. He went first. Uh, hard position to take. Just you know, cold open. So him coming in third is pretty good. All right. Uh, He's funny. I've seen him. Yeah. I've seen him do good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was a. There's some odd, odd people there. Uh, we said that was in Lacey. Yeah, it was. How in, far is that? Is that like Tacoma? No, it's more around Olympia. Ooh. So yeah, it was like an hour drive or whatever. For it, what? Ten minutes? Eight. Eight. And it was at started at like ten. Oh yeah, you you were there late. Yeah, and so I mean, it was fun. It was fine. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, it was it was good. It was good to. I haven't been getting a lot of like real time. You know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. like, no, it, I know what you're saying. It was good to get to knock the rust off a couple bits. Mm-hmm. I. It wasn't the right place to bring full energy. Like I, I felt it was just so late and every like in sure. such a big room, it would have looked really weird bringing like full club energy. Um, but I definitely kind of stumbled on a couple jokes too, just like misplaced words yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so it felt good to like knock some rust off. I'm with you. Uh, I got a headlining gig coming up this Saturday. Oh, exciting! Yeah, uh, Motor Mouth Comedy at 18th and Union. Check it out. It's a fun show. I did that one uh, yeah. months ago. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of old ladies in the crowd. Really? Yeah. Well, it's funny because he, he advertises it like a metalhead show. Yeah. And then it's like this kind of posh theater space in Capitol Hill. Right. And yeah, I don't know. It, ha- it happens a fair amount where like, like, okay, well, this person and I have no shared lived experience. They are going to hate everything that I say. And was that the case? In Motormouth, yeah. I mean, they didn't oh. hate everything that I said, but like I struggled. Or like I did a show at a golf course yeah. a couple weeks ago. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yep, in Blaine, Washington. Um, you know, I showed up and, you know, it was okay, but like it was like a country club uh, in the northernmost county of Washington. So, you know, it was all uh, rich old ladies. So I, I had a couple things. I, I riffed on the names of towns in Whatcom and Skagit County for about five minutes, and they loved that. They were dying with, like, the town name riffing. And then I went into material, and they're like, ugh, ugh, awful. But, eh, you know. What were some of the town name riffs? So I go uh, up there, like, once a month <clears throat> uh, for... My rat slaying job. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm familiar with. So the... like uh, Mount Vernon. Uh huh. No, thank you. I just met Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Burlington, love their coats. <clears throat> okay. Beautiful coat factory. Do people get that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they're old. They know Burlington Coat Factory. Okay. Um, Anacortis. Anacortis to who? 
<laughs> yeah, these are some grandma jokes uh, for sure. And then what was it? The, 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 the place is called uh, Semiamu. It's like a golf resort. And I was like, ah, Semiamu, because who, who can afford a whole Amu <laughs> in, uh, in this economy? Okay. And I did, you know, my Seattle joke where I slapped myself on the arm. Oh, you, you know what I said that was pretty funny? It was at this place called the, the, the Blue Heron Grill. Okay. It was the name of the golf course restaurant. And I'm like, I'm from Seattle, so I'm more used to seeing the Blue Heron Girl. <laughs> Did they get that? Oh, yeah. No, they were cracking up okay. with all of those. And then I was like, uh, you know, that, then I went into actual jokes, and they just did not. Yeah, I, that's how a lot of small towns are. They just want you to do local shit mm-hmm. and crowd work and just they don't want to hear jokes. I, I, I didn't totally bomb, but like that's how it, it was in Maine a lot, too. It was kind of a struggle top to bottom. Uh, and it was like broad daylight. Like it was the most beautiful day. The show started at like seven o'clock. So it was still like full daylight and. Doing comedy in the daylight is it, it, it's not, it's not right. It, I mean, that's not no. the right time. You got to do it at night. <coughs> Jack just took a big hit off of his bong, so he's doing good. Ah, no water left. He's got to drink coffee. No, co- co- cough into the microphone. The audience loves it. Um, it was fine. You know, I, I'm I'm not really in a position to turn down stage time. Sure. Uh, I recently made like a rule for myself: don't <coughs> drive more than an hour for less than 15 minutes of stage time, and I've promptly broken that rule with a bunch of bookings. So, such is life. Such is life. Such is life. I was opening for this guy <clears throat> named uh, Tyler. Right. Uh, Tyler. I'd never met him before. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Bowe. It was real funny. And uh, I show up there maybe 45 minutes before the show. It's at this golf course restaurant. Uh, the, the, the receptionist, I don't know, the manager, she's like, hey, you're here for the comedy show. The comedians sit here. And I sat there and I'm sitting around waiting. And then a couple minutes later, I hear this guy talking to this manager. And he's like, hey, I'm Tyler. I'm here for comedy. And I'm like, oh, that must be my guy. So I go and like, I shake his hand and I'm like, hey, I'm Jay. I'm opening for you. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And he just walks by me and sits down at a table. He's got this super hot girlfriend with him. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I've never been big timed like that before. He fucking big timed the shit out of me. He didn't even like say hi. And so I sit there and I'm just like steaming. I'm fuming, man. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then a couple minutes later, I hear another person say to the receptionist, hi, I'm Tyler. I'm here for comedy. Right. And I look and is, you know, he looks like a comic. Schlubby? Uh, he, he, not schlubby, very sharp. Ah, he looked like there's kind of two types. Yeah, he looked like he'd put a, he looked like a cruise ship comic, because he is. Oh. Yeah, and right. he put a lot of thought into his appearance. So What was he wearing? Like a button-down shirt. Okay. <laughs> Button down shirt and slacks. Well, I thought. Um, he had product in his hair. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. But he has dad with him, so. Oh. I don't know what that means. Okay. But yeah, then he sat and talked to me. I was like, oh, okay, there's more than one guy named Tyler at a golf course. Okay, makes sense. Of course. Of course, obviously. Uh, but I ate shit. He struggled, but did a lot better. There were only like 25 people in the audience, mm. so. Womp womp. Yeah. I yeah. mean. 
Did you eat shit because you're weird and unrelatable or because you perform badly? Did you, are you okay with your performance? Because sometimes I know that I did a, the best I could do. And just, so so the, the performance was fine. Okay. But it highlighted holes in my game. Okay. I mean, that, that's kind of why I wrote this Disney adults bit is because that's something I could tell to a room full of old people and they'd get it. Mm. Like, you know, me and you, we live in a city. Right. And so most of our experiences are about, like, city life and things that we think about and experience living in a city. But now I'm getting all of these bookings way out in the counties. Right. So. Got to write some apple bobbing jokes. Exactly. You know, I want to write some things where it's like it's going to be relatable across a broader spectrum of, you know, kind of regional demographics, but also like age ranges. Because this guy, uh, this guy, Chris, who's booking me, it's like he books exclusively golf courses. So Quinn did one last night and he opened up for a guy that was like a one man band. Okay. And so he did like 45 minutes of one man band. What is that? I don't even know what that means. You don't know what a one man band no, is? Well, I mean, there's a million variations. Like, was he wearing a drum on his Yeah, head? yeah, like the 1920s one man like band. That, that's actually what he was doing? Yeah, yeah, like classical one man band where he's got the big or he could drum be like and Burzum, like the symbols you know? on his shoes. And, okay, it was like uh, that or Burzum, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Not Burzum. Okay. And so was he wearing like leader hosen and stuff? He had an ornate vest. Of course. With like gold piping. Of course. Quinn was saying. And uh, and he had 45 minutes. 45 of, minutes of one man band. Of like funny songs? No, not even funny songs. Just songs. Oh, well, that's easy. That's yeah. just a concert. Well, it's a one man band. Yeah. It's a little less cachet than like an actual band. But apparently he had like a unicycle that he was going to ride the unicycle and play the one man band, which that to me would be impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Even, I mean, a one man band is impressive. I'm not knocking it. I, I wouldn't say it's impressive. I would say it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. But you got to be kind of musically inclined to pull it off. You know what I mean? It's, you can't, it wouldn't sound good at day one. You know what I mean? Like he makes it work. I would, I would argue it doesn't sound it. good like day 500. <laughs> you're just, you're just not a, a slide whistle appreciator. The guy did have a slide. He had two slide whistles. Of course he did. Yeah. I don't know. I really like Mary Poppins. Well, the, yeah. Homeboy Bert had the one-man band. Right. Exactly. Back to Disney adults. Right. Exactly. But yeah. You got to work that slide whistle. You got to work those, those knee symbols. Knee symbols. I don't know. I mean... Was he as likable as Dick Van Dyke? No, nobody is. Nobody is. Nobody is as likable as Dick Van Dyke. They should clone Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dick Van Dyke and merge their DNA together and uh, quantum age them up to 35 and put them in as president. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I would put that person in as president of every nation. Everything, yeah. yeah. Oh, every cabinet position. That's what we got to do. We got to... That's how we have world peace. We take the DNA from all the best world leaders, yeah. Frankenstein them together with CRISPR, yeah. 
Just hit him with the DNA. Just see what happens. You're going to kill a lot of people. I mean, who 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 are who are the world leaders? Who decides who's the best? Every country uh, donates a genome or like a segment or I something. I mean, some people probably say that Justin Trudeau is the best. It, we we have QR code. Contest QR, QR code voting. Voting. Whoever brings the most people gets to win. Yeah, and you just vote for, you know, there's a list of people from every country, then those get voted, and then oh. you make a superhuman. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I don't know how you decide this. Maybe maybe I don't know if the DNA really matters that much. You want someone to look hot and cool and be impressive. So you get like you want like a seven foot tall guy. Uh, that's muscular as fuck, and you just want the emperor from Warhammer 40k. I, as I'm describing yeah, this, I realize no, I know where you're going. Slightly. As I'm describing, I'm like, oh, and like I, li- we literally had the same thought at the same time. I was like, oh, I wasn't even intentionally doing that, but then like, uh, it's just so ingrained at this point. Yeah, so we need to make a superhuman person. I don't know how you do it. We'll figure that out. Yeah. And CRISPR. Well, I mean, China is banging and out then, CRISPR babies like. And then clone them. Faster than the Geneva Convention can follow. And clone them like however many times and put all of them in charge with one ultra one at the head. So, yeah, I'm describing Warhammer. I'm for sure, but I do think that's how it should be run. I mean, if I can get like a, a suit of mecha armor. Sure. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, but Dick Van Dyke, Arnold Schwarzenegger combo, Dick Van Dyke, Shaq, Dick Van Dyke, Shaq combo. So you're just wanting Dick Van Dyke hybrids. Uh, I think the Van Dyke hybrids would save mankind. Okay. Who's more charming? Who, who is more compelling? I mean, anyone that I would name would be like a male star from that era. Right. I was going to say like Fred Astaire, but it's like the same guy. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Not as compelling as Dick Van... He's not as immediately as likable as Dick Van Dyke. Newt Rockney. I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, Desi Arnaz. He's got that accent. I mean, he would be a good president because he could go in and be like, Congress, you got to explain it to Oh, man. I'm going to do that as a character on stage. Be like, what if... <laughs> Desi Arnaz from the classic TV show uh, I Love Lucy was resurrected as president of the United States of America. What if? What would that be like? Will you please actually do that on Wednesday in that voice? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I thought of this. (laughs) Or maybe Tuesday. I thought of this other character, uh, adult diaper fetishist conspiracy (laughs) theorist. Be like, oh no, George <laughs> Bush did 9 11. Oh no, he did a big stinky on the World Trade Center. Oh. It's, I, I love him because it's retarded, but uh, it's, I mean, it's funny, but I, th- I, w- I hope you do it. I hope you do it. Okay. Well. It's like, I mean, it's just. that that That's perfect for those, like, <laughs> Tuesdays. 15 minute bucket spots was like well no one showed up so yeah. you're on uh, I'm going to go see legendary industrial band Skinny Puppy on oh. on Tuesday they are legendary but uh, I paid $100 for these tickets it's their final tour Jeepers Creepers 
Have you seen them before? I saw them in 2012, and it was one of the coolest visual performances I've ever seen. Like, it's a whole thing. So I I know I'm going to get some money's worth. Nice. Uh, I'm, and it's their last go around. That's what they say. Uh, so yeah, I I know I'm going to get my money's worth. And are, are they like getting old? Yeah, are they old skinny puppies? I mean, the two main guys, and there's two other guys that whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they've been around since like the mid '80s. So I think they're tired. Go do something else. It's like when someone calls their 17 year old dog a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just—it's not just a normal show. Like, it, there is a full-on like crazy stage show. It's like seeing goth Taylor Swift, kind of. My girlfriend loves Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I don't actually, know, I, I don't know how she hid it from me for like. Three that is years, shocking to me. Like, That's shocking so, to so, me. So, so she's she's on tour right now. She's on this big U.S. tour, and. Sonnet's been kind of like mopey that she can't go see the tour because the tickets are like a thousand dollars. Insane. And every night she's like, Oh, she played this song in Atlanta and she did this as like her encore and her like secret songs. And I'm like, What? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And like, uh, it makes sense. It's cool. It's fine. She grew up like in the Christian religion. I was about to say, like, Texas. I was about to say, Texas runs deep. And like, okay, so that was going on in like one sphere of my mind, you know, my girlfriend coming out as a Swifty, a uh, real Swift boater. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Zanae, you, you know, on, uh, on Instagram now, when you go to your message page, people have like little... Oh, yeah. Little, away, like, quotes or something. AIM a- away messages. Yeah, like yeah. AIM away messages. She, she put one where it was like... Uh, why do all men love doing a Borat impression? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, that, that is Taylor Swift to us. Yeah. And then I looked it up. Borat and Taylor Swift's first album came out in the same year. Interesting. Yeah, so like... That's a joke. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> I got to learn Taylor Swift lyrics so that I can just say my wife. At the end of them? I, I love to do... Uh, you know, heroin by the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. I love to do the Borat, my wife, on that. What do you mean? Heroin. It's my life. And it's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the, uh, your early jokes? No. Oh. That's just something that was funny to me. Okay. I should maybe do that. You should definitely do that. With my with my Desi Arnaz and <laughs> yeah, start uh, start. Does I'm, I'm a character comic. There's now. no character comics in Seattle. No, because we don't like it. And uh, I feel like I feel like they would get some laugh. I feel like they you just gotta go full Gonzo. And yelling on stage is like a superpower. It is. People love it, except for when they don't. If your whole act is predicated on yelling and it's not hitting, then. Mm. You have nothing. You have no well, other gear to switch to. You just slow it down. You just, I don't know. Well, we're at 55. You want to, you got anything else? You want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I got to cook some potatoes. We're having a dinner. Are you in Dundas? Oh, no, you mags. No. Uh, neither. Neither. We're having a house 
get together, all the floors merging in the middle for a dinner party. Are you the weirdest person in this house? I don't think so. I think we're all kind of weird, actually. But just, you know, in... They're all way more normal than me. Gotcha. For sure. Okay. Very much more normal. Uh, But they probably got skeletons in their closet. I mean, they're German. And your skeleton is just... Your skeletons are just right over there. I show them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the top floor guy, who I don't really know that well, but yeah. he's friends with the middle floor people. They got mm-hmm. him in. So they're old friends, and I've been hanging out with them for years now. Far out. And so. I hope oh, they make some good, like, schnitzel or something. I don't It's going to be fish and salad. And I was ah. like, I'm bringing fried potatoes. Yeah, that's. At least you know the potatoes will be good. Yeah. Oh, they're great cooks. Yeah. Oh, excellent. All right. That's going to well, be good. Uh, Rain City Jerks, we're out of here. Out of here. Over and out.